Hello and welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by SeatGeek. Take $20 off your first ticket purchase. Just follow the show link in the show description. Yes, you can also take that money off on an upcoming Nats game. And this episode is also brought to you by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness, located at 230 Water Street. Just tell them you want the Nats discount. So in this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, we continue to talk about your winning Washington Nationals. And if you started watching the game yesterday, you probably thought it wasn't going to end in a win, but it did because this team has that tenacity. It has that fortitude. It has that willingness to win even when they're faced against really great odds. And last night was no exception as the Phillies really took it to them early. But thanks to C.J. Abrams' three-run homer and lights-out work from the bullpen that looks better each passing day, the Nats won their 15th time in their last 18 home games. They're 18-9 and since July 21st, and they continue to beat good teams, often through a surge of power in late-inning heroics writes Masson, and that's what it's all about. We saw a team that was up against it, and they were playing a formidable opponent in the form of the Philadelphia Phillies, but they found a way to win as they take them down by a score of 8-7. to seven. Uh, Just some standout uh, players in the game, of course, and kind of like what I talked about from unsuspecting sources, Rutherford was 3-for-4 on the night. Uh, They kind of mixed things up a little bit in the outfield, as you saw Stone Garrett uh, in right field. Uh, So that was a little bit of a different look for them. Lane Thomas in center and Rutherford in left field. But, I mean, taking a look at contributions from these young guys that uh, necessarily, you know, you didn't really peg for having great things. Uh, You also saw great production from Alou at second base, who was two for four. Um, So just all things considered, a really great evening. When Abrams was talking about the night, he says, we always tell each other we're going to surprise some people. Abrams said, I think we've done that and we're going to keep going and see what happens. And let's see what happens. Can they keep it going? They took two from Boston and they took the first one from the Phillies last night. Can they keep winning? And then also paying, you know, credit where credit's due, the crowd. The crowd was really into it. And as you know, sometimes if the crowd's really into it, it helps. So let's hope that they can, in fact, keep it going because this is this scrappy Nats team that we always hear about, this surging Nationals team. Can they keep it going? Uh, That is what we're hoping for uh, with continued success. And then we were hoping to see what kind of performance we could get from Adone. Uh, Could we get another great performance? And all things considered, he started the game rather well. Um, But then in the fourth, uh, it slid a a little bit there. After Ferrer, Jordan Weems, Robert Garcia, and Andreas Machado and Hunter Harvey combined to toss four scoreless innings with Machado striking out Trey Turner to escape a bases-loaded jam in the seventh and Harvey retiring the side in the eighth. Kyle Finnegan... 
Uh, we're hearing his name more and more often, shows up in beast mode, entered the third straight day and immediately served up to homer to Kyle Schwarber. The first run he allowed in 14 and two-thirds inning, but it didn't matter because Finnegan still closed it out and earned his 20th save in the process. It's funny, a lot of people were talking about if they were going to try to trade uh, Finnegan, but as it turns out, they need him. They, I think I revere him as the closer uh, for the present and the future. I'll tell you what, it's been fun to watch lately. Finnegan said, we've had some wild games. We've struck out with the last and, and the best, and but we're never out of it. And to get another one of these wins, that's what good teams do. You win these games, these crazy games. When you think you're out of it, and all of a sudden, you're back in it. Um, and that's what we're hoping for is that continued success. And this Scrappy Nats team, that's where that comes from, is even though they're up against it, they find ways to win these games against big opponents and games where there's a pretty big deficit. They still find a way to, to, to win these games, and that's what's, what it's all about. Uh, but Adone, uh, all things considered, uh, it was... He had four really strong innings and then kind of fell apart a little bit, but I'm not going to write him off yet. Adone came in and was a little down, Abram said, but I told him we had his back and we put up six. And uh, that was the big thing is just having each other's back. And we know that uh, C.J. Abrams' bat spoke louder than anyone when he crushed it. Uh, Davey Martinez talking about former national Schwarber, who remarkably has belted his 17-homer off his former in 29 head-to-head -head games this last two seasons. I love him. So even though Kyle Schwarber uh, is no longer a national, it's you know just still fun to marvel at what kind of great player and what kind of hitter he is. 17 homers off his former team. Those aren't really the stats that you want to talk about, but uh, just enjoying it from a baseball uh, perspective, uh, it was a fun game to watch. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about the Nats and their will to win and how the bullpen saved the day. Yes, did you think we were going to talk about that earlier in the season? It's coming to fruition. I'll talk about it straight ahead. Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring. I recently became a brand ambassador for them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Plus, my listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase when they use promo code TALKNATS. Click the link in the show description to download the app. Remember code T-A-L-K. N-A-T-S to take $20 off your first ticket purchase. Just follow the link in the show description. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MINUTECAST for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all the stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the 
beard hedger, this thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code M-I-N-U-T-E-C-A-S-T, Manscaped, Beard Hedger, One Stroke, One Guard, 20 Lengths. Welcome back into this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me here. Once again, take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com and take $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. Just follow the link in the show description. So once again, the Nationals continuing to surprise a lot of people, uh, most notably themselves that they are a team to be reckoned with. And, you know, when you took a look at this team during the trade deadline and they were sellers, uh, Jamer Candelario got dealt. We thought that this team was just going to disappear, but they have that ability to fight and win. And uh, like I say, last night was no exception because if you started watching the game from the beginning, you may have thought to yourself, this is it. You know, they had two really great games against the Red Sox, but now they've fallen apart. Not the case. I would not write this team off uh, in any regard. Um, and they continue to crush it. And again, they play uh, the Phillies today. It's going to be Irvin. We're hoping for another uh, great performance from him. He is 3-5 and five on the season against Sanchez. So Irvin, you know, it's kind of been a mixed bag for him this season. But we're hoping that he can help uh, the Nats keep rolling here. And uh, despite who or, you know, who's ever starting on the mound, I would never write this team off. And uh, they've shown great things. And uh, can they keep it going against the Phillies? That's the big thing. If we take a look at the NL East, the Phillies are in second place and the Nationals sit in last place in the NL East. Um, so the Phillies are 66 and 56 and the Nationals 56 and 67. So it is interesting that this team that is, you know, much lower in the standing is able to find a way to win a game against a big opponent. You know, this is not uh, the Nationals beating the Pirates. This is not the Nationals beating whatever other deplorable team in Major League Baseball. They're finding a way to win against some really big teams. Uh, and in this case, it was the Phillies. And the good thing for me to watch this is these players that we kind of revered at first as depth moves. Uh, you take a look at um, Jake Alou getting called up. I don't think that anyone really thought he was going to do that great. Uh, you take a look at Vargas and how he's played at third base, uh, a utility guy for the Nationals, and he's finding a way to contribute. Uh, it's all really uh, an exciting thing to watch out there. And you start to kind of take a look at the future and the future consists of C.J. Abrams, K. Bear Ruiz, those kind of players. But with that said, I also think that certain players are kind of coming into focus as players uh, that were talked about at the trade deadline of pieces that we shouldn't move. I think that uh, Manessis is a piece uh, that the Nationals can build around, and I don't think they should be too quick to try and, uh, try and want to, to, to deal him. I think that he brings uh, a lot of value to this team. So 
again, I think the Nationals are impressing a lot of people. I know they are just because the stats speak for themselves. Like I talked about off the top, they won their 15th time in their last 18 home games. They're 18 and 9 since July 1st. Uh, those are quite a, a statement for this Nationals team uh, that I think that everyone kind of revered this as a rebuilding year, uh, but they're proving a lot of people wrong. And again, we're talking about the bullpen. Uh, a lot of people, you know, that's never really been the Nationals' strong suit, but as we take a look at the game last night, Ferrer, Weems, Garcia, Machado, and Hunter Harvey slammed the door, uh, not to mention Finnegan closing out the game with his 20th save in the process. I am excited about this Nationals team, and I hope that you are as well. All right. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, and I'll talk to you again next time.